Listener-supported Catholic 540 Divine Mercy Radio presents Divine Mercy Kids. Introducing you to the best of Catholic children's literature, stories of the saints, and steps to bring you closer to Jesus and your community. On Catholic 540 AM Divine Mercy Radio, welcome your host of Divine Mercy Kids, Nicole Swanick. Hello and welcome to Divine Mercy Kids, a weekly program where we grow in faith and love through the inspirational stories of our Catholic Church and its saints. I'm your host, Nicole Swanick, and I am so happy to be here to read and learn with you today. Last week, we talked about living our baptismal promise and how each of us is anointed as priest, prophet, and king, and we specifically focused on our role as priest. We talked about how we, as anointed priests, bring God to people through our efforts, through our prayers, and through our sacrifices. Remember, We're not ordained as ministerial priests, but we do share as part of that common priesthood, and this is a very important role. Another thing to remember, all our power comes from God, from His gifts and His graces. Because of our baptism, we have His life flowing through us, and we are prophets. Now, as prophets, we speak the truth. And we live the gospel by our example before our families and our neighbors and our friends. All throughout the Bible, we can read about the lives of the prophets. The prophets of the Old and New Testaments, they called people to different and new ways of life. They called people to live not just for themselves, but for God. And this is what we do as modern-day prophets as well. We speak God's truth, we share the gospel, and we live in a way that shows by example that we're Christians. As prophets, we are called to be beacons of light for the world. And if you're a beacon of light, then you're a person who shines light on those around you. And that light, it inspires people, it guides people, and it brings them hope. In today's story, we're going to meet two brothers who acted as Christian prophets, Cyril and Methodius. Cyril and Methodius were born in Greece in the 9th century. Let's listen to their story. Cyril and Methodius, Evangelists to the Slavs The Cyrillic alphabet owes its name to St. Cyril. He and his brother Methodius evangelized the Slavs of Central Europe. The key to their success, they learned the Slavic language and created an alphabet for it. Every people ought to be able to praise God in their mother tongue, Cyril exclaimed, looking up from his scroll. I agree, replied his brother Methodius, without moving his eyes from a beautifully illuminated manuscript. Here in Thessalonica, we speak Slavic, not Greek. The local people do not understand the Greek words being said in church. Well then, we'll just have to translate the Bible and the Mass into Slavic. And all we need to do is invent an alphabet, since we don't have one in our own language. The younger of the two brothers, Cyril, didn't seem daunted by the task he had given himself. A brilliant young man He had been taught by the great masters of Constantinople in the shadow of the majestic Hagia Sophia, 
the cathedral named for holy wisdom. He would later be called Cyril the Philosopher. He had become the friend of the young Byzantine Emperor Michael III. After several diplomatic missions to Baghdad on behalf of the Emperor, he reunited with his brother Methodius, who had left his high government post to enter Polychron Monastery on a mountain slope in Bithynia, which is modern-day Turkey. There, the two brothers devoted themselves to prayer and study. Between Cyril's great intellect and Methodius's deep spirituality, they were the perfect pair to represent the Byzantine Empire and spread the Christian faith to the neighboring peoples. Thus, the emperor and the patriarch, or bishop, of Constantinople sent them on a mission to Khazar, who lived on the steppes of Central Asia, north of the Black Sea. Cyril and Methodius initiated talks with Jewish and Muslim philosophers, and the pair spoke with such zeal and eloquence that they made many Christian converts. Delighted by their success, the emperor and the patriarch sent them to Moravia, an expanding Slavic kingdom in Central Europe. At its height, it included parts of modern-day Hungary, Czech Republic, Slovakia, Austria, Germany, Poland, Romania, Serbia, and Ukraine. The land was ruled by Rotislav, who asked the Byzantine emperor for learned teachers to explain the Christian faith to the people in their native language. Cyril and Methodius eagerly went to Moravia to preach the gospel. They founded new churches for the new converts and developed a new alphabet to transcribe the scriptures and the liturgical books into their Slavic language. People who were already Christian and already attending Mass in Latin also began flocking to these churches where they could worship God in their mother tongue. That, however, wasn't to the liking of the clergy to the west of Moravia, who celebrated Mass in Latin and wished to spread their influence throughout. King Louis the German, grandson of Charlemagne and uncle of Rotislav, also took a dim view of the rise of Slavonic worship and sent emissaries to stop it. But why argue? asked Cyril and Methodius. Greek, Latin, Slavonic, any language is fit to praise the Lord. We must see about this with the Pope. The two brothers journeyed to Rome, where Pope Adrian II congratulated and blessed them. But Cyril fell ill, and he died there in 869. In great grief, Adrian offered to bury him in the sumptuous tomb he had envisaged for himself. However, Methodius refused such an honor for his brother, who, wishing to die a humble monk, had taken his deathbed in his monastic robe. Methodius returned to Moravia alone with the title of Archbishop Sirmian, determined to carry out the work he and his brother had begun. He organized the church in Hungary and Serbia and trained others to assist him. But the priests who sided with King Louis refused to go along with him. The Slavonic Bible is heretical, they said. Methodius was imprisoned in a German monastery for two years before being released through the intervention of Pope John VIII, who named him Archbishop of Great Moravia. Close to both the Patriarch of Constantinople and the Pope, Methodius witnessed the period when both the eastern and the western sides of the church were still mostly unified, 
but divisions kept growing, and in 1054, the Eastern Patriarchs broke away from the Pope. When Methodius died in 885, his followers were forced out by the clergy who opposed Slavonic liturgy. Thus it was through this persecution that Slavonic spread to the Bulgarian Empire and then throughout all of Russia, where it eventually became the official language of the Russian Orthodox Church. Catholics celebrate the Feast of Saints Cyril and Methodius on February 14th. The Orthodox celebrate on May 11th. Cyril and Methodius are co-patron saints of Europe. The End So Cyril and Methodius are so amazing. These two brothers lived out their roles as prophets through speaking the word of God and his truth to the people of Central Europe. Cyril and Methodius grew up in Thessalonica, and this is in Greece, and they were sons to a very well-known Christian family. And lots of Slavic people lived in their area at the time, so the brothers knew the language pretty well. Now, the older brother, Methodius, became an important government official, and eventually he became tired of public affairs, so he moved to a Christian monastery. And his younger brother, Cyril, moved from their home to Constantinople, where he became a philosopher and then was ordained a priest. Now, eventually, these two brothers were sent to Central Europe as missionaries, like we heard about in our story. And when they got there, they realized that the common people didn't have access to the Bible or to liturgical books in their own language. Greek and Latin were the favored languages, and there was no Bible in the Slavic language. And the brothers wanted to communicate with the people of Central Europe. They wanted them to have access to the Word of God. So Cyril made a written script of the Slavic language, and this is the first Slavic written language. The brothers understood that people needed to hear the word of God in their own native tongue. They wanted people to understand the good news of Jesus Christ. Can you imagine reading the Bible and it only being available in Latin or Greek? Now, this would be okay if you fluently spoke one of those languages. But if you're like me and you only speak English, you wouldn't be able to understand the gospel. It would make it really hard to learn about your faith and about the Catholic religion. So Cyril and Methodius made the Word of God accessible. They used their gift of written and spoken language to break down barriers and to unite the Slavic people in Christ. So your Divine Mercy Kids Challenge this week is to use your words and your gift of language to be a prophet to those around you. You're going to speak the truth God's truth this week. And here's the truth that I challenge you to speak. Tell at least one person this week that they are a beloved son or daughter of God and that God created them with a very special purpose. This is God's truth. And speaking this truth and then showing by example that you believe the truth, that makes you a prophet. We would like to thank Magnificat and Ignatius Press for granting us permission to read Great Missionaries Throughout the Ages, written by Gail Tertres and illustrated by Arnaud Clermont. Maps in this book were created by Chloe Gautier. 
We will be reading from this book throughout the year, so if you'd like to follow along with our reading, you may purchase this book by visiting bookstore.magnificat.net. If you'd like to be part of our free Divine Mercy Kids Club, please visit catholic540.org forward slash kids. When you join, you're going to receive a free Catholic calendar, challenge cards, stickers, and more. We'd love to have you as an official Divine Mercy Kid. So let's conclude with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, we love you and we desire to grow closer to you. Be our strength. Help increase our faith, love, and charity, so that each day we may grow to become good disciples for your kingdom. Lord Jesus, please bless our Divine Mercy Kids. We thank you for the sacrament of baptism. Lord, help us to live out our baptismal promise as priest, prophet, and king. Saints Cyril and Methodius, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Prayer is so important. So join us tonight and every night for bedtime prayers at 6.55 p.m. I'll see you next week. Until then, spend this week doing all things for Jesus through Mary. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.